Hi, I'm Carla. And I'm Melanie. And we're the board game specialists. How do we call ourselves that? We just give ourselves the title. Yes. <laughs> also, we have played over 2,200 games collectively over the last year. We research tons of games. We watch videos. We listen to other podcasts. We what we're going to start with today. Board games. What's that? Sorry. We live and breathe board we games. We do. Yep. Wake up in the morning, think about our board games, <laughs> how we're going to play them, <laughs> who we're going to play with. But let's talk about what, how we began in board gaming. Like, what is your beginning? Yeah, I know for myself, board games has always been around. Uh, me and my siblings play board games all the time. My mom would do yard sales a lot, and she would buy every board games that she'd come across. Plus, I'm from an Acadian family, so card games was huge. Yes, us too. How about too. you, Carla? Yes, lots of card games. But as a small child, I do remember um, getting my first memory game, and I played a ton of that with my dad, my brother. But I can still remember the backs of the cards, just the pattern that was on there. It just brought me so much joy, even back then. Just my first little simple game. We played games like... Um, Probe, I don't know if you know that word game, of course, Monopoly, Story, Life, Payday, Checkers, Chess, Careers, Face oh, yeah. Off, Frame It, all kinds of different games. What about you as a kid? What did you play? You know, I remember playing tons of Mastermind. That was oh, one yes. that my aunt had. And every time I was at her house, we played that one. Yes, um, we, like me and my brother played games, a lot of that. I uh, would play Boggle with yes. the word dice. Yeah. Uh, we would play, oh, my mom had gotten that one of the yard sale games she'd brought was Stop Thief. Oh, yeah, that's a good that one, too. That was so neat with the, you followed the noise trying to figure out where on the map you were and trying to get the thief. So that was a cool <laughs> one. Yeah. Although games were different back then, there was, you know, a few that, like you said, Mastermind, it's coming back. I mean, everyone's I playing Wordle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to find the Word Mastermind game. It's out of print. You can buy... I've never come across that one before. Yeah, it's on eBay, but they want a little bit of money for that one. And it looks like a piece of junk, too. So <laughs> they need to modernize it, make a new one. <laughs> It'll sell. Restoration game needs to yes, do it. Yes, exactly. There you go. Um, so after, as a child, like as a young adult, I know with a bunch of couples, we would always play party games, tons and tons of party games, you know, yeah. Taboo, Pictionary, Balderdash, Mad Gab, all those fun games. That, that seems sort like of to be how it was, like when you grew up and then yeah. it's kind of like, okay, you're playing all these board games as a kid. And then as you become an adult, then it's like, okay, the party games. And that's all that I knew. That's all that I came across at mm -hmm. first. I didn't realize there was so many other games out there. Yeah. Yeah, we never continued to play the Monopolies and stuff as young adults. It was only party games. But we did it a lot with uh, yeah. young, lots of young couples. Um, and then um, having kids, I know, like, I seem to buy every single learning game possible for them, you know, to teach them the time, money, just all types of reading games. It was sort of, I collected everything I possibly could. 
because I wanted yeah. my kids to learn to read because I had them in French immersion. So I yeah. wanted them to read English before they went to grade one because they never learned any English until grade three, I think, was it was just okay. all French. What about you with your kids? You know what? With my kids, I got, I did the mistake of getting Candyland. <laughs> And I'm saying it's a mistake because they wanted to play they it. They liked it. And then I would sit down and play. And it was horrible. It was the most boring game oh, to play is. ever. And then as much as they enjoyed it. And I, I got to the point where it's like, oh, not Candyland again. <laughs> and I was like, and that was one thing I say, like, as a, as an, a parent wanting to get your spend quality time with your kids playing games make sure it's a game that everybody enjoys not just the kids yes because you'll be playing it, it a thousand times oh my god and candy was just so bad yeah so i was like oh no i don't want to play this anymore so i kind of when the kids were little and i had two boys i have two boys so they were you know the hot wheels was big and then so we kind of do that a little bit more and then I kind of back away a bit from the board games just because I did not want to play those candy dumb games. ones yet oh I know we played that's when the Monopoly and the Life and the Sorry yeah. all came back they loved them they wanted to play them over and over um, Guess Who which was one of my childhood ones um, then I did find the yeah. brand um, Cranium that had some really good kids ones um, Zurika, yeah. Caribou, Cadu. Those were actually fun. They actually, yeah, actually had Caribou some. Caribou and Cadu, I had that when they got a little bit older and then yeah. it became fun again. Yeah. So, yeah, that yeah. made it fun. So, yeah, I had tried to develop little gamers, not even knowing I was a gamer at the time. But um, then, what game brought you into the modern board game ho- hobby? Like, what did well, you start to play? We had Catan, and we mm-hmm. would play Catan all the times. And I mean, like, for a year or more, like, it was that was the only game I knew of. And then that was the game we'd pull out and play Catan. So there was really no other game until on my birthday in 2017. My brother sucks. When he gets a board, like, when he gives a gift, he wants to tell you right away. <laughs> so he just called me. He's like, I bought you a board game for your birthday. And he's like, do you want me to tell you what it is? I was like, no. I was like, but give me a hint because I'm curious. <laughs> so he's like, well, King is in the title. So I went on Google and I was like, board game King and then King of Tokyo came up. Oh, yeah. And I'm looking on Google at the picture of the game King of Tokyo. And I'm like, why is he getting me a kid's game? Because looking at the Yeah, cover, it totally King looks like Tokyo, a kid's game. It, yeah. it looks like a simple kid's game. And I'm like, <laughs> oh okay well I, was like, I guess I'll play it with the boys I was like, okay whatever so I wasn't kind of super thrilled about it or you know I wasn't super excited about it just looked like I was getting a kid's game but then so on my birthday by the time my birthday came along and uh, he came over and he also brought Dominion and he also brought Lord of Waterdeep Ooh. and we ended up playing those games so we played Lord of Waterdeep which is a worker placement game yes. and it's amazing mm-hmm. I mean like and it's a good entry level game as well for somebody who's brand new to the hobby so got playing that one for the first time and then we're playing Dominion and all that deck building and all the card option and that was completely different um, and then even King of Tokyo King of Tokyo is a great game it was just it looks like such a childish game but you get playing and it's fun and then I kind of backed up. I was like, oh, wow. 
And my brother's like, yeah, I know. All these games are out there and we don't even know about them. <laughs> so, so that was The like, discovery is the best the part. Discovery. That, was, yeah. that was the exact day when everything changed. Wow. And all of a sudden I went going through my collection because I had games that had been given to me that I had never played. And turned out that I had um, oh, um, Betrayal of House on the Hill. Oh, yeah. And I had never played it, never punched it. So we opened that up, played it with the kids. And that was when I realized, oh, my God, my kids can play cool games now. Yeah. And this one is crazy amazing, mm-hmm. just the scenario and the way it develops. And it was um, – and then I had um, Puerto Rico. Oh, that's So me and the kids opened Puerto Rico. We played it. We went around one turn and we're like – kind of looked at each other and then the kids kind of looked at me he's like what are you making us do (laughs) that that was was pushing it (laughs) I was like you know what we don't have to play this ever again (laughs) and packed it up and closed it up that was that you know as great as Lord of Waterdeep was an entry-level game Puerto Rico is not no no (laughs) you you don't not Not something you stick in front of a a new gamer or a (laughs) non-gamer exactly so that one was a dud the first time we played it I still own it we've played it again years later and i love it it's oh, an yeah. amazing it's game, game but you, you don't start there <laughs> no no what about you what what was the games that got you going well i think it probably was Catan. like i have a hard time remembering the first one i played but i think it was Catan at a friend's and mm-hmm. you know it it didn't really spark right then because i i went home and then i think i ended up buying it and you know played it with the kids and my husband and then from there, I looked into other games, and f- somehow I found Tom Vassell and the Dice Tower. Oh, and wow. then I, you know, researched other games, and then I ended up getting um, Stone Age, Carcassonne, and those are what triggered my love and passion <laughs> for games. Just realizing, because I, I did find Catan still a little bit luck-driven, just with the yeah. dice, and I'm have terrible dice luck card luck as well and that was one thing with modern board games I could actually manipulate things and it's not all about my luck because I have terrible luck I could actually use a strategy to you know do well in games and I think that's what you know just drew me in is the fact that you know I'm not going to just always lose because I have bad luck I have a chance because I can, you know, do things with the dice or the cards. It's Mm. not all about just what you pick up and draw. Um, Then I know I did play Pandemic and my first full out love was Viticulture. That was probably my favorite first uh, modern board game. Love it. I still love it. It's one of my favorite games. Um, I did also buy Alhambra. Which was, these are kind of all, these both are Euro games, which I love. Those are probably some of my favorite games. But yeah, that one's great too. That's kind of what drew me in. Whereas, especially Viticulture, Carcassonne. I still love playing Carcassonne. It's like doing a puzzle, but it's a game. I love puzzles. Mm. So I keep getting all the expansions for that one. (laughs) I know you had posted something with a little bridge. Like it was a Carcassonne yeah. page on one of your, I think, Instagram posts. And I'm like, there's a bridge? I didn't know there was bridges. <laughs> so now I got the bridge. What is it? Bridges, castles, and bazaars. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> really a have a lot of people who love have. to play that one. Like, 
my one gaming partner that I play with all the time. She doesn't really like this game, but I uh, I force my husband and sometimes my kids to play this one. Well, what about you? Thing. Any other? Because um, there's playing the board game, like uh, coming across the board games and start getting the games. How do you fit it in? Like how much do you play or how often do you play? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I play three times a week minimum with, I have one gaming friend that we get together three times a week in the evenings and play during the week. We play for about three, three to four hours. And then on the weekend, we usually play for just about eight hours in a session. And then of course, whenever I can get my family to play, sometimes my husband will give me a whole half a day to play games. He knows I love it. I can get my kids to play the odd time. And then um, some Mondays, I always have a family supper with my brother's family and my dad. And we'll play cards sometimes after. But nice. other than the conventions that I look forward to going to or game days, like you'll host a game day sometimes. Um, that's my gaming time. And then I solo games a lot on my time in between right. work. But what about you? How much do you play? Not enough, honestly. Oh, it's never enough. More than I actually play. Um, And my kids, it's not that they don't like board games. They do enjoy playing board games. But given the choice between iPad or video game and board games, the iPad and video games win all the time. (laughs) So on Sunday, we started introducing Screenless Sunday. That's awesome. And that was a friend of mine that was doing that. Now, for him, it didn't work. The whole family revolted and it came to an end almost instantly. And I think because they were trying to do the whole Sunday. Uh So we started implementing that where... At two o'clock, everybody comes to the living room. That's awesome. And you turn your, the TV gets turned off, the phone gets turned off, the iPads get turned off, and and we'll play some games. And they don't have to play games. They could read. They could do work on their models or something. Yeah. I'm not making it mandatory that it's board games. But most of the time, that's what they end up doing and coming to the table and playing board games. That's awesome. Um, and then we'll play from like two to five or six or so. So just kind of give us an afternoon of, okay, we're turning the screens off. We're actually interacting with each other. Oh, yeah. It's great family games. time. It's amazing, honestly. It and it's it's there's so many different games like formula d is one that they they love and everybody will be like okay yeah let's play nobody argues and mm-hmm. what's great with formula d is because i mean i have two boys and two stepkids as well a stepdaughter and a stepson so and then with my spouse that's six of us so formula d will play a large group of people mm-hmm. so then that's great for that and then it's you have like the cars and you're racing and you got like your little shifter that you move things around. And as you shift up, you get a different dice that has bigger numbers. And then, oh, but now the turn is coming. So you really got to slow down. So you're trying to shift down. And if you don't, if you kind of blow through the corner, then you have to take tire damage or it's, it's neat and the kids love it. So it's, it's a fun one. Um, There'll be a few games like that, that everybody's kind of like, okay, yeah, this one will play. Um, They all love. Yeah, and then so we'll do that. And then the rest of the time during the week, my spouse will play with me probably a couple of times a week. Anyways, we'll sit down and kind of play a game. That's awesome. And um, at supper time, if I think of it, and I don't always, but that was another friend of mine that she would do that. She would bring a game during supper. 
So they made supper, they'd have a game, and it's just a simple game that doesn't take too much space that you can have on the table at the same time as you're eating. Oh, that's So neat. something like, let's say, zombie dice, right? Right, where you're just rolling dice and you pass it around. Yeah. But what was neat with that that I realized is we'd be, like, normally we play supper. Uh, well, we play supper. We eat supper. <laughs> it comes to... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn everything into a board game here, yeah. apparently. Um, we eat supper, and then the kids are done. They pack up. They put everything in the dish, and they're done. And they're gone, right? Like, right. But if we have a game going at supper time, they then finish. they'll stick around. And they stick around. Well, and they'll, idea. at least to end the game or whatever. So, And sometimes if it's a game that, that's really great, they'll kind of be like, okay, well, let's play another one. Or, like, you know, mm-hmm. so it's. Yeah, so that's how much. And then, yeah, I'll try to do a couple of gaming sessions. Probably, like, try to have, like, a game night, like, a bigger one with inviting uh, the gaming group and the friends Mm -hmm. about once a month. Yeah. And I'll do, like, a big game weekend on my birthday. I call it Melcon. Right. Yeah, that was... So my birthday, we do the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's awesome. It's... it's, Yeah, it's it's great. Um, And so, yeah, on the day-to-day, like, I mean, I work full-time at a pharmacy still so um and then with COVID right now it's been insane in there so it kind of eats away at a lot of the time um that that could be spent gaming but you know so for now it's it's a little limiting trying to find the time but it's it's just so good I love it I know Mm -hmm. there's never enough I could no you know, when we have game days where we have a friend come down from Calgary and we play usually some heavy Euros from about 10 in the morning till midnight. And my family's just like, you sat and played games for that long? Like, it, But time just goes so fast. It You're does. playing a, a two, you know, two, three hour game. It feels like a half an hour. <laughs> yeah, a good game for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when I played Nemesis, we had... I had um, my neighbor Lyle came over and then my friend Michael had brought it and we played Nemesis. Now, we, I think we sat down and played Nemesis. It was like three, three and a half hours. And then by the time we kind of, the game ended, we sat up and kind of looked at the time. I was like, whoa, where did the time go? Like it was so, you got so into the theme and into the game and into like, it, it just, the time flew by. You didn't realize. Yeah. I know time is a different like capsule sort of when you're gaming it doesn't feel like the same in real life (laughs) it just goes so fast yeah Yeah. so any other games or situations that you can think of that also added to your hobby added to the hobby like other than actually playing the game what else is involved with the hobby you mean or well just like I know I've been to a few conventions I did I was on the Dice Tower cruise like that's the only big big convention I went to was it was so fun it was awesome but other than local conventions meaning like in Calgary and Edmonton which is on either side of me I'm in Red Deer Alberta yeah that works great that's about all I've been to Really? Yeah, no, so far I've been to the Fall Con. So that's the convention yes, I in love Calgary. That one. Yeah. Um, it's a great one. It was funny, actually, because when I first got kind of more into board games, a friend of mine says, hey, go check out the Calgary Board Game Group. I think you would like that. And then I joined that Facebook page. And every time I would play, I'd post a picture. And I would play, and I would post a picture. And I'd play, and I'd post a picture. <laughs> and then I didn't realize how much I posted on there. But I went to shoebox in calgary which is a, a board game store there 
Mm-hmm. And I was at shoebox and I'm looking at the games and I turned around and there's a bunch of tables set up to play. And I turned around and there's three or four people staring at me. And it was like to the point where it was awkward, like enough to be like, okay. <laughs> I kind of turned back to the games. I was like, that was weird. And then I kept look, you know, looking at the games and I kind of looked back again and they're still all staring at me. Not everybody in the room, but like two or three people are staring at me. So I'm like, it's kind of like, it was like, oh my God, is like my shirt stuck in, you know, <laughs> like you're, there's something going on. And then one of them got up and came to where I was at the games and we got kind of, and I was like, oh, hey, how are you doing? I was like, oh, good. How like, he's like, oh, you're looking at a specific game. I was like, oh, I don't know. I know I'm going home with something. I haven't decided what. And then kind of got chatting about the board games. And then he's like, so you're Melanie, aren't you? From the board game group? <laughs> and I was oh, like, really? Oh, oh, yeah. Like I posted so much that like they recognized me from Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't realize um, that's what that was about. I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, I've seen your post on Facebook. I'll that's a good hi. One. I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> so it was so weird. And then I went that year to my fr- – that was in 2018. So that was the first time I went to Falcon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to Falcon. And then I remember I walked by a table and – couple of guys were sitting down to play the game oh my goods oh yeah and i had that was like when i was at shoebox that's the game i had ended up buying oh my goods and that because i had seen a video of it and it looked cool with the cards the cards could be used in multiple different ways depending but i had never played it yet so when i saw them sit down i was like hey um i just bought this game do you guys mind if i sit down and watch now i went to falcon by myself oh yeah so i would kind of hop you know from table to table and kind of force myself onto these groups but (laughs) so I sat down and watched them play this game and it was funny because during the duration of the game two or three people stop by the table and say oh hey I just wanted to say hi you're Melanie right I saw you on the Facebook group and so this happened a few times and then the guys at the table that are playing the game they kind of looked at me and they're like are you like a celebrity (laughs) Oh, yeah, you should probably get my autograph. <laughs> I just post <laughs> <But> a lot. <laughs> I just post a lot. I was just, yeah, I, I, I was just too active on Facebook, apparently. It was hilarious. But because of that, Falcon approached me and they said, hey, we're wondering if you want to join the team and take over the Facebook posting. Oh, perfect. Or, <laughs> yeah, so I was like, so I'm actually part of a team that will post on Facebook. So, you know, a couple times a week. Week, I'll do some posts for for Falcon and kind of join the the Falcon group that way. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's just just kind of I didn't realize I was posting so much, but apparently and that hasn't changed. Honestly, I still do uh, post on Facebook and Instagram now quite a bit. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's all good. The more, the better. I think mm-hmm. I. Don't post a whole lot on Facebook, but on Instagram I do. I have I like taking pictures and posting those. I love yeah. looking at pictures of games too on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's I know. Some... I keep getting kind of caught up on those challenges they have on <laughs> on Instagram. Like honestly, I wake up in the morning and I'm an early riser. Like I'll wake up at around six. Mm-hmm. So I get up at six and then 
kind of like, okay, what's the theme? I was like, oh, shoot, okay, what's... Like, and then, like, I spend my first half hour kind of coming up with pictures or taking pictures of board game to post mm-hmm. on these challenge or, <laughs> you know, like the... We've got the thematic Thursday right. and Mechanism Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, it's like, oh, my God, me <laughs> too. Um, and then during the month of uh, October, they had, like, where it was, like, a... Uh, like a horror theme or something or like a fear and it was like right you kind of took different fears so i'm taking all these pictures and it's like okay this is like taking a life on itself yeah like it's oh it is but it's neat and i love seeing what everybody else is posting mm-hmm. and yeah so it's it's great but yeah yeah it's really good um so back to some of the uh, games that brought you into the hobby what would you say are your top three starter games starter games hmm um when i get somebody new which game would i kind of bring out yes to get them what would to you out? pull out if you had a friend coming over and she's not really a gamer but said oh you know what let's play a few games yeah and you, it definitely it will depend on the circumstances and who you're mm-hmm. playing with yes but i love pandemic yeah it's really good that yeah. one is one that it's such a unique mechanism like if you're used to playing monopoly or sorry or those type of game and you pull out pandemic it's kind of like what just happened yeah we <laughs> like, can and- be competitive like not competitive we can cooperate yeah exactly. in a game like cooperate. What? and then that <laughs> makes it easier i think to learn as well because kind of like okay well, i don't know what to do but you can kind of be like okay well we got a lot of blue cubes here and that's getting out of control. So mm-hmm. you could travel there or you could do this. So you can kind of help them along until exactly. they kind of get the feel of it. Yeah. Um, and you got to be careful not to just manhandle everybody and take over. But yes. um, that was one that was neat. And I remember I played with a pharmacist that I was like, oh, pharmacy, you'll love this game. It's like, and your pharmacist will win instantly. And we lost in three rounds. It's like, <laughs> wow. It's like, okay. Let's do this again. <laughs> then we played it again. But that's one that I think goes over well. Um, I also like Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. Is that one cooperative as well? It, and you know what? And it is. And it's a deck builder one. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it's because it is cooperative. But I think that's just like Harry Potter is such a well-known theme that mm-hmm. that alone will bring a lot of people in if they're kind of into the Harry Potter. Right. And it's... You start with year one and you progress and then like the progression of it, how it kind of slowly ramps up, mm-hmm. um, makes it a great and easy way to have people kind of join. It's like because you start at the first year and it's pretty straightforward and simple and they start adding more element to it as you kind of ramp up year after year after year. Um, and I wouldn't like with uh, new players, you wouldn't go through the whole seven years that you can you can reach it would be kind of one maybe two Mm -hmm. um but it's one that's really well received um another one that i would say is dice throne actually yeah i love dice throne that one probably shines best at two players you can play multiple uh multiplayers but i think it is best as a two-player game but that one the artwork is gorgeous uh the custom dice for each character is so neat and it's one that's really fairly simple to play but it's so fun because you got the different you got your character and you got the different attack that each one can do and you're just rolling the dice trying to get the proper 
symbols to activate those attack. And then when you do, you attack the other player, and then each character plays completely different, but it's all the same mechanism. So it's it's a neat one, and I think it's always one that's fairly well received. Yeah. Um, what about people you? love what throwing dice? Out? Oh yeah, for sure, right? Yeah. So that was you said three pandemic, yeah. pandemic dice thrown, uh, and Harry Potter. Oh right, and Harry battle. Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the three I would bring out the, at, you know, a chance that I would get to teach someone some new games that is not a gamer. The first one I'd probably pull out is King Domino. Oh, I played um, that one for the first time last week. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, just so just King Domino, not Queen Domino or Origins. Those are the uh, little more difficult versions. Origins mm-hmm. is the best, though. Because you can have oh, okay. three different modes of play. But just base King Domino. Everybody's played dominoes, I'm sure, once in their yeah. life. So it's easy because you're just connecting terrain, right? So you have to have one side of the domino match with the terrain on one of the other sides. But it also adds in, you know, with your crowns, you try to get multiple crowns in the same area as the same color so that you can have a greater area control. It's not area control, but like you can have more. Um, build up your cluster. Yeah, build up your yeah. cluster. And with as many crowns as you can, because that gives you the multipliers. But it's such an easy game to learn. I mean, you can learn it in probably two minutes, literally. And then yeah. just place tile placing in general is one of my favorite genres. But I think a lot of people, especially if they're tactile, you know, you like placing tiles on a on a board, and you have your own little tab- tableau that you get to build. You know, nobody can steal it from you. <laughs> it's yeah. not too controversial. It's it's fun. I think it's a good one. Another yeah. one is Paper Tales. Have you ever played that? I haven't. It's um, if people are ever Scrabble players, this is the next best thing I think because it's you get deck building in there, but you're yeah. you know building words, and then you can buy different letters to add to your deck. You can buy little attack cards that'll like make the other person lose a few letters from their hand. So it makes it a little bit harder for them to make words, but it's really good. I like that one. That one's a good starter game and the other one is sushi roll i don't know if you've ever played sushi go which is is a common um, beginner drafting game but with the dice i mean everybody loves dice who doesn't love throwing dice yeah it's so fun and it's just basically set collection but yeah with little cute little sushi (laughs) yeah Yeah. i've got all the well sushi go sushi go party and sushi roll yeah um, I think my favorite is still the Sushi Go Party with the cards. Yeah, there's more variety in there, I think. Yeah. Than, than the dice. The dice game is based off just Sushi Go. So yeah. I'm sure there'll be some expansions to make it like Sushi Roll Party <laughs> soon. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But there's yeah. still so many other games. Like Carcassonne would be another one that's oh, be Carcassonne easy. Oh, Carcassonne would be a great one for you sure. Know, you pull out uh, the box. Then, there's no setup. <laughs> yeah. You just each just grab a tile. Just one if you have go. a bit of a bigger group. Yeah. Yeah. So it really kind of depends on the, the situation, the uh, who you're playing with, yes. how many people you're playing with, and what the 
who's all coming together. But yeah, yeah, exactly. If there's a bunch of people, you might need to pull out a party game or something like that. But yeah. So how's um? How about your game collection? Like, how did that evolve? What did that look like? At the beginning, like you said, you had lots of games for your kids, mostly that kind of what you were collecting in the party game. How did that evolve? Yeah, so I had tons of kids' games because all of my old childhood games, I I think my dad went through um, the whole house and chucked all our childhood games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which he just thought we were done with, right? And then yeah. I went one day to look and I'm like, no, they're all gone. <laughs> But so I kind of started collecting some of those for the kids, you know, like Guess Who, um, Junior Scrabble, all those kind of, th- of games. So I have tons of those. <clears throat> and then when I started buying the modern board games, um, after, like I said, Viticulture, Stone Age, Carcassonne, after that, it just kind of took off when I started going to the uh, board game cafe here. Yeah. Um, almost every Saturday, you know, then I'd bring home another game (laughs) and play something there. I'm like, oh, I gotta have this one. And then, you know, found Board Game Bliss, (laughs) our Canadian (laughs) online site. They're great. They have great prices there. And it's, I mean, by watching videos and just keeping up in the hobby of all the new games coming out and all the really good old games, like you just, you just keep, keep buying and trading, you know, finding the used game sites that with in Calgary and Edmonton, it's bigger there, a good trading area. But I've just bought, you know, I, I don't know how many I would have bought per month, but I'm up to over 500 now. Wow. (laughs) That's including all my little card games, which I love too. I love, you know, I I love almost all the genres. The only ones I'm not really into are the dungeon crawlers. I'm not into those. I have played a few, but they're just not something that it that draws me in. I'm more about the euros, the card games, the dice games. Area control. You don't like area control. Like growing up, my brother used to make me play Risk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Risk went on forever. Oh, yeah. And I'd be like, okay, I'm done. And he's like, no, you can't quit. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't go on suicide missions and just slowly kill myself yeah. off, right? Like it was, he would like insist we play this whole game. So now I don't want to play Risk. No. And I see Risk, I'm like, ugh. So then I was like, oh, I don't like area control. No. But then I played um, – tiny epic kingdoms and i loved it yeah and that's area control and then Is i it? played viral oh yeah and that's a big neat. like you know yeah. you have the body and your microbes and you're trying to get mm-hmm. the different organs sick and then it is definitely an area yeah. control game and it's great so yeah. i was like oh so maybe i do like area control it's just risk itself apparently. have you played mission red planet no i have not see I've and i'm them. not a big area control lover either but you should try that one. That one's, it's kind of neat. I've played Small World the one time. Yeah, I've tried that. Now, too. and to be fair, I had never played it. I, did, I played with a bunch of new people that had never played it. And I was reading the rules, trying to learn how to play. And that one felt a little too much like Risk to me. And I was kind of yeah. like, mm, yeah, maybe not this one. Um, and I've only played it that one time. Um, but I know some people love it. So, 
So, and I wonder, yeah, so area control is, if you say area control, you're not winning me over with yeah. just that, right? Yeah, I would say me too. That's not my, one of my go-tos for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for me, with my collection, when I first got, well, like I, well, after my brother kind of gifted me that game and when I first got started, I lived in a tiny home at the time. So I had one closet and that's, and I mean, I Tetris the games in there like you wouldn't believe because I was all <laughs> That's I was a game allowed. in itself. <laughs> Isn't it though? <laughs> so, and that's when I discovered the tiny Epic games because that was great. Like it yeah. was a tiny little box, but when you open the game and you pulled out the cards and you built your, mm-hmm. your board and like it was a nice big game, mm-hmm. but it took almost no space at all. So I had um, kind of got into getting all the tiny epic games at that time. And then I had probably when I got into the hobby, I probably would have had about 50 of the party games, right? Like yeah. the, the Tribon and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So as my collection was growing and I had to kind of fit it in this collection, those started coming out and then Monopoly came out and, you know, it was like, so the Scrabble came out and then I was starting to kind of slowly replace with some of the other games I was coming across. Um, I was starting to go uh, to Shoebox. They were doing a Wednesday night game night um, where different people would go and they would showcase a different game. And then if you bought that game, you kind of got it a bit of a discount that night. So then I would start buying those games. And then I discovered the, um, the board game exchange group on Facebook. So then I started, well, exchange i started buying i never i never really mastered the selling the board games portion <laughs> of it yet um and then my friend lyle a neighbor of mine here um he would kind of start selling his i swear like a third of my collection comes from his <laughs> you know, so buying secondhand game kind of kept it but i really went with um if it's meant to be it'll cross my path and that's how i've kind of kept things under control so i almost never look online uh, like at board game bliss, that sort of like I try not to shop online because I find like if I open that Pandora's box, nothing's <laughs> oh, yeah. gonna stop me. So I kind of more take more the path of if I come across it, it if was it meant shows to be. up, yeah. Um, but then the auctions and the flea market at Falcon. Mm-hmm. Like, oh I yeah, the those Falcon are I awesome. Went, I came home with sixty games. <laughs> six like, zero. Six zero. Yeah, sixty <laughs> games. It was ridiculous. like a lot of little ones and stuff. Yeah. And then some of them I had kind of got to donate to the museum here because they were uh, starting a game event there. And oh, of yeah. course, COVID happened, so then that stopped. But so mm-hmm. I had purchased a couple of for them. But yeah, it was it's 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 grown. Um, yeah, when I first first got started, I was like I said about at fifty. I would say a year ago I was at about two fifty. I'm sitting at three fifty now. Yeah. So, and I was kind of a late bloomer with this because, I mean, I started in the hobby in 2017. So it's not tons and tons of time. Um, But what's great with that is, like, the older games, they're still new to me. Yeah. Right? Like, so they're all new to me. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's been been really neat just kind of discovering the different games, the different mechanism, what's kind of, you'll see that repeats in the other games. And it's, it's been so good yeah yeah and then I know people will ask me like why do you want so many like what are you going to play all of them well yes I plan to but I think it's the the search for the perfect game 
and just unique experiences. Like if I find a game I like and then I love it and I'll search for other games that are similar to give me that experience a little bit different, but the same kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's kind of having that perfect game for the different situations. Exactly. Always you know, hunting for, like, oh, this person will love this. They'll, yeah. they'll love playing this with me. <laughs> well, it's funny. I, my coworker's husband's kind of like, no, I don't really like board games. And I was like, I guarantee I have a game you will like. <laughs> yes. I, was like I don't know There's, which one it it's is something yet, but everyone will like. I have a game you will like. And he's like, okay, well, I'll come over and try one one time. And he came over and I made him play Memoir 44. And he liked it. He loved it. Huh. And he went out and bought it. Oh, and perfect. Memoir 44 is amazing. And it means the theme, well, for him, probably appealed to him more. Like, for me, it's like, I'm not too big into the army theme and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff per se. But it was such a great game. And it was funny because my brother had it and he kept bugging me to play it. But he kept wanting to play it when... There was other people around. And Memoir 44 is a two-player game. That's, uh-huh. you know, like it's a two-player. One person plays mm-hmm. as the allies. The other player, you know, as a, so. Um, but I, I was like, okay, fine. I'll play it this one time. And I sat down with my brother and you play it. And then you kind of open the map because there's a bunch of different scenarios. And what's really neat is it's very historically accurate. This is replaying the battles of Normandy. In mm-hmm. World War Two, and it says it kind of says this is what was happening, and then this general was doing this, and this is how the battle got set up, and you set up all your things to match, and then you replay that battle, and you have the cards that'll be like, okay, well, the cards that you have kind of indicates which troop you'll be able to control, like because the you get the middle of the board, you got the left side and the right side, and it's like, well, I have a card that'll move the ones on the light right side, um, I need to get a card that can move on their left side, but I don't have that yet. So you kind of concentrate and it played pretty quick, like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, the battle is done. And it was amazing. It was <laughs> so good. And after I, I finished playing this game, I was like, Oh my God. It's like, my brother's like, I told you to play this <laughs> with me. And I was like, I need this game. And this is the one game that I went and hunted down. Like oh, I didn't really? wait for this to just, you were waiting for that one somehow like i went and hunted this game down and it was so good but yeah and then yeah memoir 44 like war theme like it's like okay (laughs) not something you would have went and looked for and it's not something i would have gone to look for it's not Mm -hmm. something that i would have thought would have appealed and probably why i was like well no let's not play this yet like let's play other games but so good this one is like my top five for sure oh really Oh, it's so good. I joined a Memoir 44 Facebook group, and I was posting pictures of me and Jerome, my my oldest son, playing on it. And this one guy's like, oh, I'm going to send you some stuff for it. And he creates, like, 3D components with the, I don't know, clay or something in it, and then the trees, and then, like, it looks so good. So he sent me all of those just because and then i'm really? playing with them and then the board and it's one of those games you play the game is fun and then the look of the game is just gorgeous and you have the little tanks and the little army guys and it's like wow <laughs> <laughs> it's neat that's cool did you have a game like that that kind of wowed you oh jeez. um what one wowed me they all kind of wow me I'll go home at night and think about them. 
Apparently one time I yelled out, go so she go in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I even dream of boredom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially like, um, what are they called? The abstract games. Those will be racing in my head at night. Oh, really? Like, oh, I know this move would have been better. And nice. it just, like, I play them over and over and over in my head. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's the sign of a good game then. Yeah, exactly. When you keep thinking about it. And there's sometimes I'll play games, I'm like, oh, I hated that. But then I think about it all night. It's like, mm. oh. And then you got to try it again. And then you're hooked. <laughs> that's like with Lee, my spouse. We were playing Gyrating Hamster, which is kind of a take that car game. Oh, yeah. You're collecting hamsters and you're building a horde of hamsters and you're trying to reach so many. Oh, there, up. you're back. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what happened here. I must have leaned the wrong way or actually <laughs> sat my mute button. Um, but yeah, so with this gyrating hamster, it's like you're collecting hamsters, but it has a lot of take that. So you go from like having 12 hamsters about to win and then all of a sudden a card comes out and you're down to five. Oh, and it geez. a lot of frustration. So to the point where Lee was like, that's it. I'm never playing this game again. And we went to bed. And then he's obviously thinking about it because then he rolls over and he looks at me. He's like, okay. Let's go try it one more time. <laughs> and we got up and went back to the table and played this gyrating hamster one more time. And, th like, that must be one of my most played games, like, over the last couple of years. Like, it's just, it's kind of like a mean, addicting one. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, no, I'm going to win this time. It is oh, like, yeah. you're not playing the game. It, it's funny. Oh, I know. I, I did have an experience with brass. I don't remember if it was the Lancashire, I think it was Lancashire. I played it the first time at um, Godfest, which is a convention in Edmonton. We were taught the game, and I hated it. Absolutely <laughs> hated it. But thought about it for weeks after, and then played it one more time. And then I was still kind of like, I don't know. But it still kept like sitting right. in my head all the time. And then played it a couple times more, and I do really like it. But it's weird how I absolutely hated that game, and then, you know, Just grown to like you. it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Evolution was like that for me. I didn't hate it. It was okay. Yeah. But every time I play it, it's like, okay, wait, this is a good game. And then I play yeah. it again, it's like, whoa, this is a really good game. And then we play it again, it's like, like it just it yeah. just gets better and better yeah, every that's time we right. play it. Yeah. And and some games I can appreciate and respect the design of them and that they are good games, but I just don't like them. Yeah. Which is usually with some dungeon crawlers like I've played the odd one um Jaws of the Lion. I tried one scenario. Really? And well, if you and, don't like dungeon crawls, right? And it's good. Like it's I you know, respect the mechanics and everything, but it just doesn't, I don't know. I think maybe it's the theme. It just doesn't draw me in. Nice. Give me yeah, a beige euro and I'm one. usually in. <laughs> and it's great. And then I have the big Gloomhaven to kind mm -hmm. of play afterwards. But um, yeah, but I mean, I guess if, if, if it doesn't click, it doesn't click. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But now at least I, like I used to just be like, Oh, that's a stupid game. But now I, I don't feel the same way. I'll be like, I do understand. This is like a well-made, well-designed, you know, 
a, a really good game, but it's just not for me. I mean, when yeah. you've played so many games, you can't love them all. I do love yeah. a lot of them, though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, which one? Was, I'm trying to think of one that I played and I was like, eh. And I can't think of one off the top of my head. Cause, oh, you know what? Actually, there was this one game. It was a Harry Potter game. And my friend loves Harry Potter, so she has all the Harry Potter games. And, she, and I can't even remember what it was called, but it was a dice rolling thing. Mm-hmm. And you would roll the dice and you would try to... And it was like... Yeah, I could have not played that and be okay. Yeah. <laughs> like it was yeah. just, okay, it was Harry Potter. You wrote, And it was just, it's it felt so, I don't know. I don't know what was about it that was just didn't grasp me. Oh, that and Killer Bunnies. Oh, I don't know what that The means. Killer Bunny game, like you're doing this whole game and you're playing these cards and you're trying to collect things and then you're collecting these carrots. And then, uh, so the gameplay itself was okay. And then the one that I played, he had a bunch of expansions in it as well. So you're playing the game and it's, and then at the end of the game, you randomly pick a carrot. And it's whoever has that carrot's the winner. Oh, that's and so like, random. Are you kidding me? We just did this whole thing just to randomly pick a winner. <laughs> and of course, the more carrots you have, the higher probability of you being picked, you know, goes up as well. Yeah. But it was just like, to me, it was just like, we just did all this just to kind of randomly pick. A, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So that one was super luck driven. Yeah. It was like. The whole game was interesting, and you're playing, and it was just like, and then that ending, that just wrecked it for me. It's like, okay, hmm. now the winner is whoever has carrot B or whatever. Oh, my gosh. So it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no. <laughs> no, that's with me and dr- luck-driven games. They, uh, they're not my favorite. Unless it's like a quick game, and I know it's basically just luck then yeah. like I'll play some of those quick ones but not I don't like a lot of a luck like we play some games like um I got to think that's so luck driven well like skipo and for sure it's just kind of like I I do enjoy it still but I mean sometimes I have a pile of cards that I can play all in two turns yeah. <laughs> you know and yeah, no, for sure. I find though with the luck driven game, it's like the great equalizer between the different uh, skill levels. Oh yeah, because you'll play, you know, somebody who's brand new has never played. They lose constantly. You, you, it's oh yeah, it, that's it's, not it's fun. hard to kind of enjoy. No. Yeah. So when you have a luck driven game, doesn't matter if somebody's super great at game. This game kind of levels everything out. Yeah. Um, like no, get, you're right. Have you ever played that one? Which one? Get bit. No, but I do know how it plays. It looks yeah, kind so of fun. Yeah, you got like your little robots yeah. and you got the shark at the end and you just pick a card. And then whoever's like number one will be moved to the front first. But then number two goes. So eventually the number one or the lowest number one will make their way back to the back of the mm-hmm. line. So you don't want to play like you're too much of your lower numbers because you're trying to not to be at the back of the line because whoever's at the back of the line loses a limb to the shark (laughs) right so i thought this would be great with the boys um but if anybody plays two of the same cards well then 
they don't move at all. They eliminate each other. Uh-huh. So then if they do that, then they kind of end up staying at the back of the uh-huh. line. So there's kind of benefits to that. Um, it's But it's completely like driven. There's really no real strategy. There right. It's you whatever kinda, you pull. It, it's it's luck of the draw. Basically. Yeah. I mean, you get to pick the card. But yeah, so that was great. Like I remember one evening we we're playing in this. Uh, my friend Travis was just slaughtering us at all the games. And I was like, okay, that's it. We're playing get bit. <laughs> Then, you know, like other people finally had a chance to. Yeah, win no, you're right. So, that does. Yeah. yeah, it does equalize, especially yeah. if you have a gamer and they can't strategize. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, um, now, so you're on Instagram. Yes. And what's your name on Instagram? I'm the board game specialist on Instagram. Perfect. So guys, make sure you follow her on Instagram uh, and look her up, Board Game Specialist. I'm on Instagram as well as Board Game underscore Mama. Um, Mama means mom in French. And I didn't think anything of it that anybody didn't know this, but so many people were reading Mama because it's M-A-M-A-N, like doesn't realize that it's not my man. (laughs) (laughs) My man. I'm board game mama or board game my man, whatever way you want to read it. <laughs> um, and my YouTube channel is also as well board game mama. Um, but I think um, we should talk about a bit about what our plan is with this podcast mm-hmm. and probably get into the wrapping it up. Um, so I think we're planning on doing this weekly. Yes, we and are. Um, we're talking, you know, just to be able to have a conversation, talk about what we've been playing, a uh, different aspect of the board gaming hobby, and then probably do a bunch of top nine lists uh, for different topics. That yes. sounds about right to you, Carla? Yes, we love lists. I love yes. listening to lists, I love watching lists, and I love making lists. So you'll get <laughs> lots of lists. But yes, so- there's so many topics we want to cover. And so much to share with you guys from our all our gaming experience and things to look forward to that yeah I think uh, like you said we want to do this weekly for sure I think we've got enough to talk about to cover something every week oh yeah for sure we do I'm sure we do all right so I think we'll leave it at this for our very first podcast we're excited that everybody could uh join uh and listen to us yabber on about board games and um we will see you next we'll we'll hear you next week i guess we're not seeing anybody um but so yeah exactly you'll hear us next week so i was melanie and i'm carla and we'll see you next week sounds good see you later bye bye